Welcome to the Televerse, the podcast just for TV. Because it's great, we're lucky they make so many fine programs to see. Your host, and Kate, like to debate the merits of all that they've seen. Comedy, genre, reality, drama, and anything that's in between. Welcome to the Televerse, less of the show. Hello and welcome to the Televerse. This is Kate Kalsik, joined as ever by Noel Kirkpatrick. And uh, Noel, happy, happy smorgasbordy. Uh, happy last podcast of the year. Woo! But split into two parts. Are we splitting this into two parts? We're splitting no. this into two parts. Well, we'll see how know. it goes. I haven't yeah. approached editing it yet, so we'll see how, how that that's going to be a lot of work. Um, but... Uh, we're going to try to keep this to a reasonable length, listeners. And I know I say that every year. And and last year, I think we, we did. actually did. Yeah. yeah. So so I think that maybe we can do it again this year. I'm very excited. Uh, I do need to warn you, though, no, a lot of my picks are fairly basic. Uh, I feel like listeners are going to have a handle on where I'm coming from with a lot of this. Yeah, my, mine are pretty basic, too. And I'm okay with that. Except for, like, some... I get I get abstract again in a couple of instances, like I did last year. Um, but I also had to redo some of my things because, uh, Kate, for like new credits, I did, I originally put on the, um, the alternate Legends of Tomorrow opening credits (laughs) (laughs) and I just went, oh no, that was, that was the season finale during the crossover, the, Mm -hmm. the break finale during the crossover. That was 2018 and Mm And we recorded the we recorded before that episode aired. I mean, after that episode aired. So I can't I can't squeak those in. But uh, sirens of space time always in my heart. Always, always. Uh, <laughs> I seem to recall shouting those out at some point, but I don't know when we would have right. if it wasn't on the last smorgasbordy. So yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a lot. This, this year has been certain categories for me were really challenging, and other categories mm-hmm. I could have just gone on for days, like. Best yeah. finale, like, all day. I could have been here all day. So many good finales this year. Um, so it's going to be interesting, and I'm certainly looking forward to hearing from listeners with with some of their picks. But I think, yeah. you know, because we know us, and we know how many categories we had to go through, we should, we, I think we should dive in. Um, yes. So in case anyone is new to the Televerse end of year listening, uh, Noel, we're going to be spoiling all of the shows. Yes. Uh, any any possible show that, that yes. aired this year that... You know, yeah. so like if you are still waiting on the last episode of Watchmen or Game of Thrones or I don't know any of these shows, yeah, any any show that we've discussed on the podcast is kind of fair game, and a couple that we haven't discussed, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have been warned, and if you're if you're worried about spoilers, then just this isn't the episode for you, and that's yeah. totally okay. You can listen to our best of the year; that will have fewer spoilers. Yeah, um, because we just get oddly specific on shows that we're otherwise not talking about <laughs> in a way yes, that does not happen true. at our top of twenty of the year. So um, you have been warned, and so we're going to kick things off, listeners, with our performance category. So right. let's start with who? Who? Sh- what should we do first? Let's do best performance lead for a female yeah. character. Right. Um, so listeners, you know, I, again, I try to keep this short, so I normally only pick like one person, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> for the most part. So Lee, I went with Pamela Adlin for better things this year because she was really, really good this year. She's great every year, but she's really, really good this year, I think in particular. So that was my choice. Okay. Uh, what was and yours? I think that's an excellent choice. I need to catch yeah. up on it. I did Regina King from Watchmen. Nice. And good. I did Andrew Scott from Fleabag because it brought me also around on Andrew Scott. 
I had Jared Harris as well um, for male. How about supporting? Uh, so for su- supporting, I had uh, Matt Ryan over on Legends of Tomorrow, who did a really good job this year. Um, as my partner reminded me, because we've had long conversations about this, Asif Manvid over on Evil does a lot with a character that should otherwise not be very good mm-hmm. um, and be very archetypal. And he is not archetypal. He's very, very good. Yeah. Well, he's been the Magnificent, so clearly. Yeah, he's been the Magnificent over in Evil, so he's really good. And then, obviously, Jean Smart over in Watchmen, because, God, she's so good on the show. She's just ridiculously good. Um, so those were my three for supporting performances. What about you? This one's a cheat, and I don't really care, because I think the character was intended as a lead, but in my read of the situation, actually ended up being more supporting, and mm-hmm. that's part of what the issues I had with this show and the why it wasn't anywhere near my top 20 but chris mm-hmm. pine was really damn good on i am the night yeah but the show was terrible but yeah, he but was he very, was good, very good um yeah. and so i wanted to throw him some love and also sean clifford of course in fleabag claire hilarious wonderful so very 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 good um also could have thrown uh, quite a bit of love to uh to brett gellman of course for just being hilarious yeah. um over at fleabag as well but I, I i i tried to limit myself to one per show per mini category so that's where i yeah went. sure that's what fair. about best voice acting uh so uh sarah styles for steven universe the movie hands down kind of one for me this year mm-hmm. um she's just so good as spinel that it just kind of hurts plus she gets the villain song and then a really sad villain song so <laughs> just both of those all the way around best for me for sarah styles uh what about you i went with ali wong and tuka and birdie but i nice good your, choice your choice is also very good yeah. um for reality personality i i know that that's not one that, that you felt like you had enough reality to draw yeah. from but i wanted to do a quick shout out to alan carr and graham norton who were terrific as the drag race uk um mm-hmm. like like secondary judges like the the regular recurring judges i thought that those were excellent picks and they did a really good job and for novel casting um I have a, a shout out to all of the stunt casting for Crisis uh, on Infinite Earths. And Good. and then, of course, the most important and the most novel casting of 2019, I think we can all agree, is Baby Yoda. So, <laughs> wait, well done, Mandalorian, because like, oh my God, Baby Yoda. Uh, okay, how about Best Ensemble? Um, so I have two for this. I've got Emergence, which has just a fantastic fucking ensemble. But um, Arrow season seven is doing such good things with its ensemble in terms of how they're structuring their season and using that. So those were my two best uses of an ensemble this year. Okay. Um, what about yours? I went with a Black Lady sketch show. So also a like good choice. It's yeah. been a very, very balanced and even ensemble and, and yeah. very strong. Um, how about underrated? So still Emergence because it's on ABC. Um, <laughs> Superstore because it's on NBC. No one just, that ensemble yep. is just Cracker Jack. Um, but also Dairy Girls' ensemble is just so good. And we're not talking about Dairy Girls very much. <laughs> but their ensemble just clicks on so many different levels that they're my choice for underrated as well. What about yours? Well, I think those are excellent picks, especially yeah. Dairy Girls. Uh, and I would throw Kim's Convenience on there as well. Yes, also a good um, choice. But uh, but I, he's he's going to be in a Marvel movie. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like we're aware. We're getting <laughs> well, aware. We are. Other people, like, yeah, other people are very strange. Um, but I also wanted to throw some love to a couple ensembles that I think don't get near the, the respect that they deserve because the shows are in the CW. And that's Jane the Virgin and Black mm-hmm. Lightning. And the mm-hmm. fact that Jane the Virgin's cast isn't regularly, like, up for those, like, 
Drama Guild Awards and stuff for Best Ensemble is yeah. mind-boggling to me. So I'm throwing them some love here. Um, how about Best Cameo? The Celebrity Vampire Council and what we do in the shadows. Oh my god, how did I forget the Celebrity Vampire Council? That is the correct choice. It's yes, so good. Yes, <laughs> yes. it's the it, it is the correct choice. Um, so there there wasn't there was no other choice for me for this this spot. So, but what did you pick? That is totally wrong. Okay, well, <laughs> my totally wrong pick. Um, I should I should have led because I knew you had a good one. Um, but I went with one that might be a cheat because it might be a movie. Because it's a Netflix mm-hmm. thing, but it also, in my head, yeah. it's a TV movie, which was always Be My Maybe, and Keanu Reeves, who is oh no, no, good. that counts. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna allow that to count because it's so good. <laughs> it counts well, because it's good. <laughs> it's very good, and that's a good deployment. Like like that's how you do a cameo, mm-hmm. which is I think at at the very least on par with, if not inferior to your excellent choice of the Vampire Council, which is. Yeah, really fun. Yeah. Um, I also had best guest appearance. Uh, I put Don Logue on Stumptown. That really helped. He really helped nice. bump the show up to a new a new level that we're still waiting for them to kind of return to. And then sixth man award or like person who is just in a lot of things and excellent in all of them. I think you will agree with my choice here of Michaela Watkins, who this year was in seven different TV shows. Um, a show Jeez. called Wayne that I don't know what it is, but she plays Maureen and a, a show called Schooled. She plays uh, Ms. Uh, Terraborelli, but the uh, the ones that others, our listeners might be more familiar with, she was on Get Shorty playing Ellie Egan. She's on Big Mouth playing Cantor Di- uh, Dinah Resnick. And then, of course, she was memorably in Catastrophe as Sydney, Transparent as Yetta, and of course The Unicorn. So she's been doing a lot of TV this year and been terrific in just about all of it. So Shout out to Michaela Watkins for being fabulous. Um, that's going to take us swiftly. Look at that. Under 10 minutes so far. I say knocking on wooden things. <laughs> to our next category of categories, which is characters. So yeah. th- was this a good one for you? Was this one an easy one? or just, I mean, I struggled with some of these cause, just because it's hard to think of new ones. It's because there, there yeah. weren't for me a lot of new shows that I loved. It was a lot of returning shows. And that's, I didn't want yes. to repeat myself too much. Right. So I do repeat myself a little bit on some of these, but I also like found um, new things. And again, I also went abstract as opposed to character awards with some of this. So mm-hmm. you're just, listeners are just going to have to deal with it. That's cool. Works for me. <laughs> yeah. So what did you have yeah. for best new character? I love everyone on Emergence and Evil and I don't care. So... <laughs> All of them, their whole, their whole, everyone, even recently added Peter Scolari priest on evil. And just like, <laughs> no, I like all of these people. So they're my, they're all my new favorite characters. <laughs> Very nice. I went with uh, Nadia on uh, Russian Doll, the lead okay. on, on, on Russian Doll. But I also like your choices so much so that Dr. Leland Townsend, Michael Emerson on evil is my best new villain. How about right. you? He is my best new villain. However, he is on there, but I have two more. So I have systemic sexism from Unbelievable. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and failures of those in power for Chernobyl. <laughs> okay, these so, are excellent yeah. picks. They're not characters. They're yeah. more like thematic ent- thematic entities, but they're they're uh-huh. just they're pure villains within the confines of their particular shows. So I love it. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. Um, for best parents. Did you come up with any more? Yeah, news? so so I've got a best parent and then I have a worst parent. Okay. Um, so for my best parent, I have weirdly Oliver Queen mm. is a really good dad. 
Yeah. Um, this season in particular. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, he's a good dad. So he's on my best parent, but on my worst parent are all the parents, almost all the parents on Stars Align, which is that anime about the abused kids who are in a soft tennis team, who, spoiler alert, are all my best boys. <laughs> my best kids are all, th- are all them. Um, but no, those, those, those parents are all just terrible on many different levels. So they're the worst parents of the year. Uh, what were your best parents? And since I gave away my best kids, who are your best kids as well? Well, I'll start with worst parents. Uh, yeah. I, I, I went with George Hodel. Uh, played by Jefferson Mays on I Am the Night. Very oh, creepy yeah. and yeah. terrible, I think, grandfather. Um, then we have, for best parents, I went with Kristen. Uh, Dr. Kristen Bouchard on Evil. And Wade by uh, Walton Goggins on uh, The mm-hmm. Unicorn. Of course, Kristen Wade's Bouchard played by Katja Herbers. Yeah, I, I felt like those were good picks. Um, and for best kids, I mean, obviously, guys, we love Bob's. We love DuckTales. We love Fresh Off the Bow. We love Black- Blackish. We love One Day at a Time. We love Steven Universe. Like, there's a lot of shows that have good kids that we've just talked yeah. about a bunch. Speechless, The Last OG. Um, so I went with some new ones. I went mm-hmm. with The Four Girls on Evil. I okay. went with Grace and Natalie from The Unicorn. And yeah. uh, I went with Baby Yoda. And okay. I went with... Uh, Mia Smoke and and William uh William Clayton from from Arrow because they've been really good and I don't care that they're adults they're very much functioning yeah. as kids like that's their role yeah. this season and it's been terrific so I'm with you on the Arrow love Can you name any of the girls on Evil not without having looked them up but I yeah, did exactly. so I can <laughs> Lynn Lila Lexis and Laura <laughs> I knew they all started with L's. They all start with L's, <laughs> in, including Lexus, which is stupid. Her name is Alexis, and they call her Lexus. That's what it is in my head, at least. But we'll get to headcanon mm-hmm. later. Um, but yes, just the four of them, because they're they're yeah. very fun. Um, yeah. and, and very accurate sisterly dynamics, I mm-hmm. feel, that don't, don't often get shown. Anyways, uh, let's move on swiftly to best on-screen death and... Uh, and worst on screen death. And I'm curious yeah. how much overlap we're going to have here. Uh, I'm going to go first with one that a uh, show that you don't watch, but I'm curious if you actually had on here anyways. And that is the night King on game of Thrones. That was a very good on screen death. Yeah. I don't have that because yeah. I never watched it. So. Yeah. Still, I, I just thought maybe through osmosis in the culture. Anyways, do, yeah. I have another yeah. one, but I think you have it too. Do you have any, uh, do you have a best on screen death? So I've got two. I've got uh, Earth 90, Barry Allen, who we discussed mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago. His on-screen death, I think, is really, really good. But does anyone ever really truly stay dead? On <laughs> Not when they killed shows? off all the characters on Black Lightning, <laughs> except Black Lightning? No. Yeah. So, But I also have the Baron for what we do in the shadows. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. And I actually did go with Tom Hanks from Veep. I do think yeah. that is an excellent on-screen death, even if it's just the the obituary, but the, but the point remains. But I like that choice of the Baron. That was very funny. Yeah. Um, and since it had to be an on-screen death, I I can't use Logan Eccles. Um, oh, well, but I did. <laughs> worst death. Because but, it was Oh, you did. Well, good. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> um, for Baddest Award, I went basic. But you know what? I'm going to give this show some shit in other categories. So let's give it the props it deserves. Arya Stark wins Badass of the Year Award for me. Uh, though there are some other Game of Thrones contenders I think we could throw in there. Uh, did you have anyone for Badass? 
I went with Sam from Better Things um, Mm -hmm. for totally different reasons of like redefining a badass in terms of that kind of a thing. Um, But also both of the both of the detectives on Unbelievable were also just pure badasses, particularly Tony Collette's character. (laughs) But um, uh, Marriott Weaver's detective is also badass, but in another different way. So all three of them were my badasses this year. Very nice. Um, and then for our last two categories of this section, I had characters you want more of and actors you want more of. And they, those kind of overlap for me. But um, the characters sure. I wanted more of, and at least one of these I know you'll be on the same page with me, is uh, Mary Hamilton, uh, Nicole Kang from Batwoman, and mm-hmm. uh, Dina Hassan, played by May Kalamaui, uh, on Rami, the sister, and then Bobby oh, okay. Barnes, uh, played by Kevin Cahoon on Glow. I so enjoyed this season. Those are good choices. I like those a lot. Thank you. And then for actors, we want more of uh, Nikuni Gatwa, who played Eric on Sex Education. I really liked him on that. So I you know, look forward to seeing him in some more things. And Geraldine Viswanathan on Miracle Workers was a, a bit of a discovery for me this year. I Oh, good choice. I, I wanted to like that show so much more. And I'm actually, I'm going to come back for more next year because it looks like they're doing like a Blackadder thing where it's yes, like a completely it does. new set. And I'm like, just the aspiration towards that is worth mm-hmm. like me checking it out, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, that season did not at all live up to my hopes for it, but I really liked her. She still felt like quite a discovery. So yeah, that's, that, that's going to round out my character picks. So shall we over to writing, sir? Yeah. So tell me your best writing or for a comedy series. So for comedies, I mean, I've, Depends on what you're going to call a comedy. Are we calling sure. Fleabag a comedy? Because if so, that's going to get it for me. But I, yeah. this felt like the place to, you know, if you're, especially if you're throwing sketch comedy in there, to give some more love for Black Lady Sketch Show. Because there was mm-hmm. some really, uh, really great writing for that. And also, I throw in a little love for some of the writing over on SNL this year. A lot of it was not very good. It's a very hit and miss situation. But their John Mulaney episode earlier this year was, I thought, very good. And their Eddie Murphy episode episode just this last week was really 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 good so i thought i would give a little sketch comedy love in the cat in the comedy category yeah well i mean i have best writing for a sketch comedy as one of the categories oh yeah yep <laughs> yep well i folded it all in there so yeah feel so free to go for it black lady sketch shows on there obviously um i've got superstore for my comedy series um and then i've got fleabag under drama because mm-hmm. that's how I roll. It's it's just a drama that happens to be funny. Yeah. Um so that's that's where I land on the writing stuff. Yeah, that that works for, for me. Series. Yeah. Uh how about um for for most memorable lines listeners, I know we usually do a back and forth on this. What we're going to do is say tell you to go to Twitter and search yeah. up the hashtag uh best tv lines 2019 um because there's a lot of really good ones and I was going to list a bunch of them and then I just realized I was quoting other people's hashtag so just go check out hashtag best tv last 2019 i'll throw some love to squid pro quo just for the timing of it the fact that that episode came out the same week that all the quid pro quo stuff was going on in the news was rather delightful but there have been a number of of memorable moments uh dialogue heavy moments this season not having watched succession i can't give it to the rap even though i kind of want to but i haven't actually seen the show so I'll just I'll just say it probably would be in my list if I had seen that one. Uh, how about best monologue? Right. So Jared Harris gives a great monologue at the end of Chernobyl, which is just basically a long trial. Um, and his speech outlining what went wrong 
is both accessible, but then also really in just really well delivered. So there's that. Um, and then this came from my partner and she demanded that I mention this, but, um, Moira, Moira Rose's, uh, thing with the crows, Uh, she said needed to be included. The crows, the croning. (laughs) So I included that. Um, and it is funny. It's very funny. Um, though that's not how CGI works. Um, you don't see the crows, in the dailies camera where i don't care it's so funny it does not matter right no that's the thing is like it's the rule of funny it's funnier because you get to see them but that's not how the cg works but my partner insisted that get included as a monologue so i just went yep okay i'll mention it i figured it'd be on yours was it not that was my pick Oh, yeah, there Because you go. it is the best monologue. It is so good. It is absolutely... And that's really all about the performance. But, yes. I mean... I mean, Tam, it's so good. It's very, very well, good. Yeah, but monologues are hard to do. Like, I mean, you can do the to-be-or-not-to-be speech, but if you can't deliver it, then it's not a good monologue. Then it's not a good monologue. Um, how about best writing for a single episode? Again, I went pretty basic and just yes. said Watchmen and said Fleabag. Um, and for the the the... Hooded Justice flashback episode yeah. and for this extraordinary the being, yeah, his extraordinary, yeah, this extraordinary being, and then Fleabag for the finale specifically, but like when and that that love speech like was another contender for the monologue. Love is terrible, yeah. and love is also amazing. Um, so that that's what I went with for that. What did you go with? Yeah, no, I went basic with this this extraordinary being, which is the Hooded mm-hmm. Justice episode, um, for Watchmen because yeah, no, it's just so immaculately written, also really immaculately acted and directed, but. It's just really good. It's sort of like the episode of the year sort of thing. And I, this was the best place to put that. Yeah. How about best episode title? For me, nothing is like close to last year's pick, which mm-hmm. is, of course, uh, Legends of Tim Meow Meow, um, which came in, in December of last year. Uh, there, yes. I, I, Nip Stuck, I thought, was pretty good uh, from mm-hmm. Legends this year. And there were some other fun episode titles, but I didn't feel like anything quite reached the level of brilliance of that Legends yeah, of Tim no, Meow Meow from 2018. Didn't, did not. So I didn't have anything either. It was just like <laughs> nothing was as good as this. Yeah. But, you know, this year we're going to get to say Zari, not Zari. And we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so excited. How about best crafting of a season? So I went with the anime Given had a really well-crafted season this year and how they build up that relationship. Um, But then Better Things Crafting, which I talked about last week with our um, top 20. Um, The the way that that season was organized is just chef's kiss perfect type of deal. So what about you? Well, this is one that we didn't love as much as other people did but Mm -hmm. while the last third of Watchmen doesn't work for me as well as it does for other people I really appreciate the flow and the way it's set up it's a very well crafted season just Mm -hmm. they just ended on the the chunk of the show that I happen to be least interested in but if I was more interested in that it would have been like impeccable so for me that was worth you know a a nod sure the crafting yeah. of that season. Um, that takes us, listeners, to production. So we mm-hmm. have notable comedy and drama direction. Yeah, so I just have drama directions here. Um, so I've got Evil, Russian Doll, and Unbelievable for my drama directions, just because they're mm-hmm. all really well-directed shows. Um, yeah. Russian Doll had, like, almost positive, had the same director throughout. Um, Evil uses the King staples. And I think Unbelievable is the same director throughout as well. Um, But when you factor in how Unbelievable handles both acting but also the rape sequences, um, Russian Doll balancing a number of different things. 
um, and then just evil um, general direction, I think, just works really well for the kind of show it is. Um, those those were very easy picks for me this year. What about you? Yeah, I went with Alex Bueno for Documentary Now, who, which is the original cast uh, recording co-op. Uh, okay. And and then Harry Bradbeer for Fleabag. He directed the whole season. And mm-hmm. for drama, of course, I went with Stephen Williams uh, for Watchmen for This Extraordinary Being. Again, it's a basic choice, but it's such a good episode. Yeah. So I, I had to give him a shout out. For the next category, we have Most Memorable Long Take. And I cheated on this one. Um, okay. Because I know we both struggle to come up with anything. And literally, my first pick of this is... Arrow? Wasn't there a sequence in, in Arrow that Noel said was really good and was a one-shot, like, in a yeah. fight scene? Yeah. That's, yeah. And I was like, that's not good enough, Kate. So instead of going with 11 o'clock, the, the, okay. the final musical number on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and I don't actually know how much of that is a one-take, but I know the whole turntable thing, that was a one-shot where they kept yeah. having to, like, it, there is a cut eventually, but for a, a sizable chunk of that episode, of that song, sorry, that sequence, it is one shot uh, because they had to like frantically like take mannequins on and off the the turntable in time to to set up the camera. So um, I, that was one that I thought I would shout out there. Uh, what about best cinematography? Evil because of all the damn Dutch angles. I love me a good Dutch angle, Kate. <laughs> um, so, but evil cinematography is really really good. Um, again, for elevating the show in really good ways. Plus, they they made VR just both terrible and scary at the same time, which is a small feat um, on their budget. So yeah, Evil wins for cinematography. What about you? I went with Watchmen. It's very pretty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It is very I pretty. Just... Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for costuming, uh, I went with, uh, I mean, like, again, give it its due, Game of Thrones mm-hmm. um, and the Terror Infamy. I have my problems okay. with the Terror Infamy, and it will be yeah. back later in less celebratory categories but it is certainly i think uh worthy of praise for its costuming yeah um i had watchmen the tick um and Mm -hmm. better things as well because i always try to get a contemporary present day show in costuming um so better things is my choice for that uh what about set design for you this year i have the umbrella academy okay good choice Remember, that show was not very good. At least I, the parts I watched, I was not impressed by. But they did that, like, long shot of everybody dancing in the house. And it was really good. And the, the set design for that mansion, I thought, was really neat. So, uh, Umbrella Academy, good job. <laughs> yeah, um, I've got Russian Doll for my set mm-hmm. design because of what we talked about with, oh, yeah, you, you need to be able to make that apartment really scary over time. And, yeah, you did. Also, Fruit. very good um for hair and makeup i have shout outs for a series of unfortunate events and a black lady sketch show for best hair and for makeup uh i i wanted to give some love to batwoman for what they're they're consistently doing with alice and i think think there's some interesting makeup things happening there and then of course evil george so yeah. Oh, that's that's oh, I forgot about George. How can yeah. I, I No, I didn't forget about George. I repressed George. <laughs> <laughs> Which may have been the best choice for both of us. Um yeah. how about uh best editing? And again, I went I went basic. Watchmen, this extraordinary being, um uh, and the credit is uh, Anna Hauger was the film editor for that. Yeah, so Watchmen and uh, Russian Doll both have really solid editing. Um mm-hmm. so th- those were my editing choices. 
Okay. What about best, uh, sorry, most inventive animation, our final category here? All right. So basic choice here is Undone, which is Mm -hmm. really well done. Um, But the not basic choice is uh, the anime Demon Slayer, and specifically the episode uh, Hinokami, which is episode 19. It is absolutely gorgeous um, and is one of the best. It's coming up again in a few minutes here for me, but that animation is just stellar. I encourage you to look up. You'll be able to just find a clip out on YouTube and it's just really gorgeous. So that's my choice for inventive animation. I can't describe it. You just have to watch it. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, you know, undone. But then also I wanted yeah. to throw some love to Toucan Birdie for the baking competition and how that was animated, which was not not massively outside of their style, but super fun and very delightful. Yeah. And so on that note, we will take a break, listen to some of the music from TV this year and get come back with our next category, which is music. How about that? We'll be right back after this. That was some of the delightful musical stylings uh, on TV this year. And there were so many. Um, it was a bit challenging for me to limit this. But I, yes. I made myself pick no more. Well, I have four choices for best original song. Um, but I didn't let myself pick more than one per show, which okay. took, I think you could appreciate took some restraint. Uh, yeah. So let's start with best or catchiest new theme song. Right. So, uh, as promised um, very early on, I went with uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War, has this just deliriously catchy theme song set against a Bond-esque 
uh, visual style with, but with lots of hearts, and it's very sort of Valentine, a militarized Valentine's Day uh, opening sequence is the best way to describe it. But it's really good. It's kind of jazzy, um, but it's also very catchy. So it com- combines my opening credits and new theme song because it's just really go- good. Um, so what about you? I went with Tuca and Birdie, Tuca and Birdie, good. And Birdie and Tuca, which is just it just sticks in there because it's very yeah. it's very catchy. Um, what about best score or soundtrack? Um, so even though the score is kind of derivative in a lot of ways, um, I don't care because it's generally really well executed. I really like the Mandalorian score a lot. Um, and I also should say that I also really like how they do their closing credits as well with the concept art over like the main theme. I really, really like as well. Um, so I wanted to highlight that somehow. So both their score, but also their closing credits are also really, really good. Um, so that, those are, that's my pick for score. Uh, what about you? I went with, again, very basic picks. (laughs) Watchmen (laughs) has a really good score. I've been talking about it for weeks and Black Lightning has a really good soundtrack, and I talk about that all the time, uh, yep. whenever we talk about Black Lightning. So those are my picks there. It's not very interesting, but good job. Both of those shows, they always make really interesting musical, musical choices. So I, uh, yeah, continue to be really impressed by those creatives. Um, for best original song, this is, okay, so I've got four. <laughs> How yeah. many do you have? <laughs> so I just cheated in with shows that I felt like had really good original songs this year, and I just okay. listed them. And okay. I just went, that's going to cover me because I'm not, I don't want to do this research. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I will throw out mine then and then we'll yeah. see how much overlap we have. So first off, um, of course, Steven Universe and yeah. I was only allowed to pick one. So I went with Change Your Mind. Um, then uh, I was not, not going to have uh, Eat Shit Bob on my list. Like I was going to skip Eat Shit Bob. No. From last week tonight with John Oliver. It was glorious and amazing. Then from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, again, several choices many choices but in this the week of cats i had to do the cats parody songs so that that was my craziest girlfriend pick and rounding out my category here is the bodega bathroom from the john mulaney snl sketch uh which was Mm -hmm. very very funny and delightful and i really enjoyed it um how about you because again you watched several like you got carolyn tuesday you got give you got like a bunch of shows yeah so i mean here's the thing is like Given has one original song <laughs> uh-huh. in the entire in, entire thing, um, but it's in the next category for me because mm, it's a good okay. song, but it's the way in which it's played that's really important. Um, but I do have Steven Universe on here just because the music's really solid. I think Carolyn Tuesday's original songs are all generally really good. Um, so that's on there. But Sarah's on my, which again, I forgot to put in my top 20 and I'm very upset with myself. Um, oh, no. cause it should have been in my top 20 and it wasn't in my spreadsheet. So I didn't include it and I felt really bad after we recorded. Um, mm. but they all have like really quick original songs throughout the season, um, that are all set to the same tune, however. So I generally really liked it and I wanted to highlight it here. Um, so that's, those are sort of the shows that have really good original songs across the season that I liked. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. What about best deployment of a pre-existing song? Oh, um, so just pick any music from Watchmen or Mindhunter and I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I have Life on Mars from Watchmen. Again, I, I was only allowed to pick one per show, so I went with Life on yeah. Mars for Watchmen, but I also went with Barry Friend from Dickinson, which is, of course, the Billie Eilish song. Um, okay. W- which plays when Dickinson is in the carriage with death. I mean, like, it's such a great 
like perfect pairing of material and artist with show and character and everything. So wanted to give that some love here. Um, for best musical moment, yeah. I only have two and I didn't let okay. myself go into the whole Steven Universe world because there would have been too many options. Yeah. And I would just repeat myself. So I have all of co-op. Because it's hilarious okay. and very funny and just such a brilliant parody. And then I also, of course, have one that I'm sure you have as well, which is Della's Lullaby from DuckTales. Della's Lullaby is on here, but I also thought more abstract with okay. Musical Moment this time around. Um, so Given's song is really great because it just exists as a melody for the entire season. Um, and then you actually get to hear it. And it's so potent and powerful. The song itself is fine, I think. But the emotion that everyone responds to it with makes it just this really powerful, this is this is what music does type of moment. But also, Kate, I know it's not technically a musical moment, but it happens during a musical. No, Dad, then you say I'm a good person. No, 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 no. then I'm a good person. No, you say I'm a good person. No, take your kid from mom, dad. Stop ruining this for me. Um, from the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Live. Um, because it's just such a good musical moment that he keeps flubbing his, his... He has one line. Keep, he has one line and he just keeps flubbing it. And she just gets more and more exasperated. And it's just so good and pure that I love it very much. And I don't care that's not technically being sung. Sang, sung, sung. Because it happens during a musical. It counts. That's yeah. terrific. <laughs> Dummy Dummy, give you my musician blessing. It totally counts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Uh, that takes us over to sequences, and which is going to be an interesting category here. Because, again, I felt like a lot, of, a lot of this, it was just like the whole show. So yeah. f- for best stunts, I, there's several things I could have gone with. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that we will have a lot of the same shows. But yeah. – uh, Arrow or Barry or Watchmen or just like any of the crisis you know, shows that have had a good fight scene. Uh, there was yeah. there was a lot of just a generic. These shows have good fights, and yes, there are, and, and also let us listeners let us throw some some love to Into the Badlands, which I got away from, and I'm sure had better stunts than any of these shows. But uh, I haven't seen yeah. it this year. Yeah, but so I of those I you know the one that has the most sustained action throughout is arrow and i felt like they they did a good job this year so that's what i gave it to yeah stunts and fight scenes i just gave it to ronnie and lily um yeah. from barry because like how could you kind of not yeah that like um, best action set piece and like ronnie lily <laughs> like yeah and i gave episode. it to demon slayers yeah i gave it to demon slayer that episode i mentioned above you know kami because it's just a beautiful action set piece as well that's just really well animated um but yeah stunts and fight scenes it's just ronnie slash lily like i can't think of anything else also best standalone fight scene ronnie slash lily (laughs) just like it just wins at all the stunts listeners if you don't know that was an episode of barry this year and it has an insane just like it's like the whole thing is a fight scene and it's amazing yeah no it's so it's yeah it's just really they're but they're just really good and just kind of ridiculous especially when you think that that little girl is a semi-professional stunt person yeah yeah and it's just who's acting almost positive opposite her dad as her Mm -hmm. dad in the in the show as well so because he plays ronnie yeah so well and then that takes us to our next one which is best dream sequence which for me is just like again undone which isn't yeah. very helpful 
But I didn't couldn't think of a better pick than just all of Undone. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, Givens episode 11 has this flash of a person realizing he's in love with someone and it cuts to him inside his head, different versions of his emotions personified as himself, all going channeling that reaction inside out style. And it's really delicious and really good and very silly. Um, I counted Watchmen's This Extraordinary Being as just a very long dream sequence. Mm -hmm. Um, But also Cloak and Dagger um, yeah. for their visits to the record store and the um that the dark dimension I can't remember what it's called um also just really good sort of semi dream sequence but yeah those right there yeah yeah how about uh best dance dance sequence because of course I had to go with crazy ex girlfriend loves not a game just for the guys yeah. and dolls of it all um I have yes. a strong connection to that show having played in the pit several times as a kid sure. um but there there were there were a lot of other ones that certainly could have been in contention here what did, what did you go with um so i picked a couple of different ones here um i've got the chica dance from kaguya sama love is war which is just one of the characters dancing in sync to a song that is not their closing song but it's really really good and it's a delightful surprise because they only do it once it only happens at the end of this one episode and you don't expect it to happen there's no prompting for it it's just oh, we had some extra money. We're going to do this really expensive and really time-consuming choreography for this character for this one thing. And then we're never going to do anything special again. But it's really good. I encourage you to look it up on YouTube. It's just the Chica dance. It's very good. Um, and then all my, I should also say all, all my dance sequences are from anime. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Stars of Line also does the same thing with uh, characters dancing in rhythm to a pre-selected song. But I wanted to mention it here very specifically because the studio got in trouble for ripping off dance moves from social media people. And they got sued, and rightfully so, and had to put an acknowledgement in their credits of where they got the choreography from. And this is a really good thing to draw attention to because dance is something that's how do you copyright that how do you protect it and but it's still art it's still performance it's still something someone put a lot of time work and effort into and you can't just steal it without acknowledging it and so they got into a little bit of trouble for that so i wanted to use both the fact that i get delighted by the closing sequence a lot but also that they just stole large chunks of that choreography and you can't do that because dancing is as much of an art form as anything else. And you can't steal that from other people without compensating them or acknowledging them in some way, shape or form. I think that's an excellent, uh, excellent point. I'm glad that they got, uh, I mean, not glad that they got in trouble, but if they were going to not give appropriate accreditation, then yeah, I'm glad they got in trouble. And this is something yeah. that's been, you know, people will remember the lawsuits that went, um, that happened around Fortnite. The Fortnite dances yeah. that, you know, and so I'm glad that that the courts found in favor of the people who are lodging the complaints. And yeah, choreography is just as much work as anything else. So, yeah, I think that's great um, for best new credit sequence. Again, I have to convert um, as well as the every time they update um, Black Lightning. Um, so, so again, not the most surprising of picks. And and you're you is this it sounded like you had the same credit sequence as you had original song, original theme song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kaguya-sama. Yeah. Um, and that takes us to our last uh, category for this sub last subcategory? Last award for this category. That's what I'm going with. And that's best montage. And that, for, again, for me, it's just like, 
half of Watchmen, <laughs> but specifically the, uh, for this one, I would go more with the, uh, episode with, uh, that's right after the, the Hood of Justice episode, the one that centers, um, as Angela is recovering and kind of cut, cutting back in time. So I would go with that one. But what did you have for his? I went with Mindhunter stakeout sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Which is a very solid montage sequence. Um, so I really like that of just the sheer tedium of their stakeout operation is yeah. really well captured in that. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Um, it's time for our season awards. And mm-hmm. uh, we're going to start. Uh, we're going to start getting a little saucy here with our most spectacular burnout. So what's the season yeah. that just like flamed out? And obviously, I mean, we can't have the same pick because you don't watch it. But before I get to yeah. the obvious pick, I will also throw a nod to Claws, which lost me by the end. But I mean, for yeah. me, there's like it's one of the entertainment stories of the year is the insane burnout of Game of Thrones. Like the fact <laughs> that Game of Thrones, after building and building and building in estimation all these years, flamed out to such an extent that like it was not, it was hardly on any end of the year lists this year and after that third that massive battle episode that i've already referenced which was so epic the fact that like they managed to lose all of that goodwill wow that is an achievement so yeah spectacular burnout I had to go to game of thrones yeah i'm with the detour <laughs> <laughs> i i will have that in a future category in a similar yeah. vein so i hear you <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, that was my burnout was the detour because I was just like, nope, I'm mm. done. I'm mm-hmm. done. Okay, what about uh spectacular slow build or season long mystery? I have I had a few of them for this. Yeah, so for slow build, because it's not really a mystery, um I've got mystery for some other show. Uh but for slow build, um I really kind of appreciated what Shira did this year. Shira and the Princess of Power did a really good slow build, especially for me as someone who did not particularly like the first couple of seasons, but then breaking into these parts and then the slow build to the final confrontation and where it ends here um, in part four of whatever it is (laughs) now. Um, Just really well-constructed kind of slow build that I think ended up paying off a lot of things that I was really surprised with. So I really liked their slow build. Um, what about what about for you? Yeah, I kind of combined these categories. So I had um, One Day at a Time, uh, even though, again, I wasn't okay. as much of a fan of the the end of the season as others were. I thought the the pacing of that and, and the reveal that Schneider has, has uh, fallen off the wagon um, – it's, it, like when you know to start looking for it, you can see that it's there, especially on a rewatch. And I thought yeah. they handled that really, really well. Also, um, I, I mean, I got to give some love to Arrow because I did not expect to be higher on Arrow than all the other shows go- going into the crisis, except for Black Lightning. And yeah. that is what happened. So well done on the pacing of the season. Yes, it was a victory lap. Yes, they repeated the same beats and 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 like like kind of energies to the episodes, but when it's that fun I don't care. So well done to Arrow. And the last one I have here is Mindhunter, which I thought really paced out their mystery well. Yeah, and like I've got emergence for season long mystery, even though we're mm-hmm. not done with the mystery, they keep escalating. But yeah. the way that they keep layering in bits of mystery and twists, it's just like, yeah, that's that's really solid because it wasn't a mystery for me with Mindhunter because I knew how that ended. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> the mystery of based on true. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, how about best finale payoff? Because I have 
four for that. There were a lot of finale moments that I liked. So I've got two for this. I've got the obvious choice of Steven and Crystal Steven because mm-hmm. it's just beautiful. But mm-hmm. then, Kate, I've, I've got the return of Mr. Tank in the finale of I'm Sorry and how that finally comes into play. I have that one too. Yes! <laughs> I was so excited about that one. It's I was so too. good. <laughs> it's so it's so perfect. So oh. I was just like, there's no, there's that was my first one. That was like the first thing I filled in when I was filling this in. I was just like, Mr. Tank, <laughs> and I'm sorry, <laughs> is a finale payoff that just means so much. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So it was just like, oh, this is so good. So yeah, no, it's those two things for me. What did you have in yours? Well. Uh, on a lighter note, I also had yeah. Shit's Creek and that mm-hmm. big moment with with Stevie and how that pays off a like a season long thread for her that you don't even necessarily realize she's having until she has that breakthrough moment and all kind of clicks into place. I thought that worked really really well. The last line of Crazy Ex Girlfriend, what a beautiful mm-hmm. way to end that show and just like again, just really crystallizing the character and sticking true all the way to the end. Uh, of, of what that character's journey was always supposed to be. And the other one is really sad. And that's Superstore. The Superstore finale last year was just... Uh-huh. The, and again, the way that it paid off what we'd been seeing with Mateo for so long, and which had been threaded through so so well, just the devastating end to the most recent previous season of Superstore had to be on there. But that's really sad. So let's just shout out I'm sorry again <laughs> to end that category because it's so good. It's so good. I love that that so far is the only category that isn't like a super obvious one that we are on the same yeah. page about. And yes. that is great. How about our last category here? Most underappreciated finale or finale payoff? Yeah. So underappreciated finale is sort of like an acknowledgement of an, an under, underappreciated show as well. But the Lester G finale is just so good mm-hmm. um that i just yeah that was like no one's talking about it and we've discussed this um but yeah their finale is just really really good so i gave it to last og what about you yeah i think that's an excellent choice um i of course i always give love and underrated uh underappreciated categories to black lightning but also yeah. catastrophe because that oh, was good choice. such an excellent finale. And in all of the... Because there have been so many shows that ended this year. And that ended yeah. so incredibly well. Uh, that was one of them with like just a perfect shot for that show. Even if it stressed me out more than I think it, uh, it did other people. Um, that, it, that, that one has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. Even more than some other shows that I feel like have been under-mentioned at the end of year. Like Broad City. Like You're the Worst. Mm-hmm. Like some of these other ones. But, but I wanted to specifically give some love to catastrophe because that's just about a perfect way to end that show even if i disagree with their life choices don't go swimming when you have two kids oh god okay anyways that's the whole point i understand that that's the point we're just gonna move on because it's stressing me out uh let's go to our series awards here and this will be our last category before we take another break um we have best new comedy that was not in your top 20 yes Uh, so because I've left it off, Sarah's on my, um, (laughs) but also sex education as well. Um, sex education was in here before I realized I had Sarah's on my left off and I just went, oh no. Well, (laughs) both shows then. Um, so both of those shows were my, uh, best new, new comedies that did not make my top 20, even though one of them technically should have. Um, Mm -hmm. but sex education is my actual choice. Okay. (laughs) But Sarah's (laughs) on my is my Noel's an idiot choice. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I hear you. Uh, I had two good and birdie. Uh, We talked about last week a little bit. Um, but yeah, those are, 
Those are excellent choices. I kept looking for places to put in sex education. And yeah. I kept getting like knocked out by other shows. Um, yes. But, but no, that's another one that I'm glad to see a few people talking about here at the end of the year. Um, my best new drama was that's not in my top 20 was in your top 20 and that's evil. Um, yeah. What was your best new drama that was not in your top 20? I had emergence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Even though it barely counts as a drama at this point, but I don't we, care. We don't yeah. care. Um, my most improved series is Fleabag. Um, okay. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I, I was like, eh, it's good. It's solid. Yeah. On um, the first season and then loved the second season. How about you? Uh, She-Ra, Princess of Power just was banger good this season, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my most improved, especially, again, from where I started with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fair enough. It's gotten much better. Yeah. Yeah. How about the season-to-season drop? Right. So two, one choice is more of a comparative choice in terms of it's the good place, but mm-hmm. it's compared to itself, which is yeah. a problem, but also just it's been a drop. But then the terror infamy compared to itself, again, just, yeah. guys, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I similarly have Big Little Lies, despite okay. having Meryl Streep. Um, mm-hmm. And that's more a statement on the strength of the first season than the weakness of the second season. But yeah, the turn for me had to be on there. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Makes me sad. Okay. For most underrated series, I have Superstore, which we've talked about yep, a bunch. Same. Yeah, yeah. Did you have another pick or just Superstore? Uh, I had Sarah's on my, but again, because I failed to put it on my <laughs> It's so underrated. I forgot to put it in my top twenty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, no. I yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, for overrated, the Anvil yeah. Award. Her. Um, and I do like this show. I like this show, guys. It's a very good show, but it's not the best in contention for the best of the year, and that's the good place. You hopefully it'll stick its landing with its last four episodes, but like. It is significantly overrated right now, and I'm hoping that that is some recency bias, which will fade, and then we can just appreciate the actual strengths and shape of the entirety of that show. Yeah. Um, I felt bad about putting this on here, but it was more a response to seeing it on a lot of best of lists, and also in a couple of best of the decade lists as well, Mm -hmm. to which I went... No, you you all just need to watch more shows because as much as I really like Undone, where what? Mm-hmm. I just I don't understand. Like it's good. You just need to watch more trippy stuff than everyone because it's good. It's just not good. It's not that good. Like it's mm-hmm. very competent. It's very beautiful to look at, but narratively, it's just it's 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 fine. It's good. It's just. I don't understand. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what show feels like homework, but you're still watching it? Because for me, it's younger. For me, it's Barry. I feel like I have to watch Barry. Yeah. And I don't, I don't I'm not going to watch Barry next season, but yeah, it felt like watching homework this season. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What about the Ringer Award for show you should have given up on a long time ago, but are somehow still watching? Well, I have, like I, all of the CW shows. Yeah, all of the C, a lot of the, a good chunk of the CW shows, but um, I did give up on Claws, so mm-hmm. I just, I just typed Claws. I was just like, yeah, no, because I've been much more ruthless. Mm-hmm. But I lasted a little longer on Claws than I should have this yeah. season. Uh, so I just went, no, I'm done. Bye bye. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, but for me, it's it's like it's like I still am holding out hope that Supergirl's gonna like come back into yeah. alignment and and also all of them. And I'm still watching the Flash. And I'm still watching like 
shouldn't be watching those shows. I don't have the time to watch them. And yet I am. Oh, um, our next two categories are always fun. Um, seriously, guys, why aren't you watching Superstore? Again, I'm repeating myself. I, I legit do not understand why people don't watch Superstore because if they did, they would like it. That's why, like, there are shows that I get why nobody's watching Steven Universe, even if it, it makes me sad. But I don't get why people don't try out Superstore, other than it could be more available streaming wise. I mean, it's available. It's on Hulu, so I don't. Yeah, yeah but it's not on Netflix. And let's be honest, that's what everybody has. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, for me, I just put more anime because mm-hmm. there's not an excuse anymore. There's just yeah. not. Yeah. Um, so just ask for recommendations or go through reviews and like see something that looks interesting. Just there aren't excuses for you not to watch anime anymore. Mm-hmm. Subtitles aren't an excuse anymore when there's a plethora of really great subtitle television out and about in the world now. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, seriously, why aren't we watching? When they see us, I still. When they see that. us, yeah, no, that that, that was, that that was that that was my choice as well. I apologize yeah. to everyone, but also Succession apparently. But also, yeah, apparently Succession. Um, I will be very excited. He really likes that one. Um, and the other one I'm going to shout out here is one that I have watched a season and a half of in the past three days, and that is Lucifer. I am late, but I am getting caught up because it took a few. Took a few episodes to get me in, but mm-hmm. it's a very fun show. And it actually, I think, has, will work, turn out to be some of the more uh, universal of the family all hanging out post-holiday, food coma-ing, what's a show that pe- everybody hasn't already seen, but that we can all kind of watch together and have fun with. It's Lucifer, apparently. And uh, so, yes, apologies to friend of the show, Latoya Ferguson. It took me too many years, but I'm getting caught up and I will be ready for the next Netflix season. Um, for our last category here before our break, we have Gone But Not Forgotten. There are so many shows that ended yeah, this year. Yeah, so many shows ended this year. Or got canceled unceremoniously. Or got unceremoniously. <laughs> yes, exactly. Got dumped. Uh, so the two that I mentioned here are Elementary and Speechless, but there's a lot more. Uh, which right. ones came to yep. mind for you? So I've got Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I've got Jane, mm-hmm. um, and then I've got Unceremoniously Axed. Um, I've got Cloak and Dagger, mm-hmm. I've got Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. and I have our beloved, beloved, made rest in peace, wrecked. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> gone too soon. It was gone. gone too soon. We were the only people watching it, but it was still gone yeah. too soon. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just us. It was literally just us watching Wrecked. Mm-hmm. Oh man, good times. Good times. Now we will take a break, listen to some more music, and then come back with our final two categories of the year. So we'll be right back after this. In my life I've had so many men But there's one I come back to again and again We've been on and off for such a long time And now he's back Sometalogram, sometalogram, take one someday. 
musical fun i'm not looking forward to future me having to edit all of this together but it will be fun to just live in the sonic world of 2019 tv some more um our last two mega categories here uh we have best tv moments and then just everything else so first we have yeah. uh trippiest scene yeah. and again i came up with one everything in undone but i'm yeah. curious if we have the uh, secondary same secondary pick uh which is fear and loathing on the planet of kitson Agents of Shield? Good choice. No. Um, I went and admittedly it's larger than just a scene, but all of the uh Terror Infamy's Hell Life Shrine. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. That was really creepy. It's yeah. more than a scene, I fully acknowledge. It's like half the episode. Don't care. Good choice. Don't care. Because it's so plastic. 
Uh-huh. That it's the best thing in that it's the best thing in that show. <laughs> yeah, that and the performance. Yes, that yeah. is that is correct. Um yeah. for best WTF moment, I feel like it has to be gaze into the nipple from Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> I have that down somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> or when the the nipple is like crawling along the floor. But yeah. yeah. Um I for best biggest worst gut punch i have selena and gary on veep the her final moment of becoming in the veep finale where she betrays gary and then the 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 corollary to that in the final um the final sequence where he puts the lipstick on her on her casket which takes us directly to the dusty dusty him sad ward and uh it it queen sugar it has papa's breath and we're just gonna go into a puddle of tears and cry because it's so beautiful and sad. Yeah. Yeah, that's on mine, as is Mateo getting taken off by ice on Super Shore. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yep. yep. We need to go into something else now. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, moment is, uh, for me, there was one that really stood out, and that was the Night King, the death of the Night King on Game of Thrones, which, of course, you don't watch, so I'm not surprised that it is not on your list. For best non-finale twist, uh, for me, that the other one that the one that leapt to my mind was from Russian Doll, when you realize there is more than one person yeah. looping. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good choice. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. Then for most traumatizing moment, when White Diamond takes over everyone, that yeah. was super traumatizing. Um, yeah. Then I, cause I have a few more listeners here because I just couldn't. There's so many ideas. Uh, then we have the Schadenfreude moment. And again, you don't watch the show. So this doesn't, <laughs> you're not going to have this choice, Noel. But the fall, watching the fallout from Game of Thrones and specifically like some of these interviews with the showrunners where they're like, yeah, we have no idea what we were doing. We just like <laughs> did it. Um, like, oh my God. It was just so. Watching them just get shellacked by fans and critics alike. Watching, like, they planned to take a victory lap at Comic Con and then they pulled out of the panel, which, cause it was like just a, like a few weeks or something like that after the finale aired and everybody hated it. They wouldn't, they decided they weren't going to show up to a room with 5,000 fans, most of whom were not going to be happy. Uh, so just watching all of that, uh, has just been very, very nice. I, I I have enjoyed it, and it doesn't make me a good person, but I've still enjoyed it. Um, well, I mean, it doesn't make me a good person that I kind of enjoyed all the super fans' suffering of Game of Thrones being like, no, guys, it was a bad show from season one. You just were in denial about it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the writing on the wall, everyone. I'm the prophet now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we're on the same page, though. That was that was pretty fun. <laughs> this is a part of that. For striking visuals, I have two, and I'm curious if if there's any overlap with the different category. But for one of these, I wanted to mention the "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" noir episode, which was just mm-hmm. such a fun episode and and so visually striking. Um, and then a striking visual, uh, Gina Davis, damn, on Glow. Oh, that's so, a good choice. Yeah. That's a very good choice. Well yeah. done, lady. That is impressive. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, get thee to Glow Season 3. Uh, that takes us to Best Extraneous Sex Slash Nudity. And, I mean, I feel like we have the same blue-colored answer here. No. So, I think that's perfect. I think I don't think that his nudity is extraneous i think it's just a part of who he is mm-hmm. um so it doesn't bother me like i don't consider that extraneous what i do consider extraneous 
is the possessed nipple on Legends of Tomorrow because no one needed to see that. That is extraneous. See, that okay, is so extraneous nudity. We we have this issue every year. But yeah. what does extraneous mean? Extraneous means I just mean that like when they do the cut for like airlines or whatever, they're gonna cut around that. They're gonna do yeah. like pull the Spartacus on on sci-fi and add the CGI loincloth, right? Like where mm-hmm. where I'm enjoying the fact that the show left this left it in when they could have easily like had the camera framed in a different way. Um so so it's more of a celebration than anything, which is uh but I agree the watchman nudity that I have on my list here is not extraneous. It is very much a part of the character. But yeah. it's the kind of thing that you would not have seen on TV not that long ago. Yeah. Um so I appreciate it. Also shout out to the uh to the strippers on claws. And I always enjoy when them, when we get to have one of those sequences because it's a it's always good character moments for for those characters how about best shipping i went with my standbys schitt's creek and queen sugar right uh so for my shipping um i i've, I've wanted something a little different um because mm-hmm. i mean i've got fine hollywood and chemistry so we're set there yeah um but like for best it's avalanche in the warehouse as they're mm-hmm. trying to work through their relationship drama um yep. it's just really really good but then for those also who don't know the that's worst- legends of tomorrow yeah, that's Legends of Tomorrow, and then worst is Supercore, because um, <laughs> yeah. that show's just dedicated to making me hate them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Supergirl just the entire trying to piss us off. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. what about chemistry? Because Vi and Hollywood, obs. Um, yeah. But what else do you have for me? Well, yeah, obviously David and Patrick and Vi and Hollywood, they're canon, but yeah. I also have Krista and David on Evil, and I have Fleabag mm-hmm. and Hot Priest on Fleabag, yeah. because obviously... Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. come on. It was the year of Hot Priest. Um, for least chemistry, yeah. there's one clear choice. And this is me saying this. And you know yeah. there are other people I would consider contenders. But in this year, nothing comes even close to Jon Snow and Daenerys for having no chemistry at all, which really derailed part of Game of Thrones. And despite the actors, especially Amelia Clark, doing her darndest, but there's nothing there. You have to get on board with some, like, ant nephew boning for that to real that part of the show to really work and you just can't you're like what is happening and the fact that they don't know that they're related but are distantly related is just making this like all the stupider but yeah wow how do you not chemistry test your two leads when you know when you're casting it that they're gonna have to be the main through line of your final seat like sorry i clearly could go on for ages about that did you have a least chemistry pick right so i had a couple more most chemistry picks okay Um, so yeah so i had andrea and mike from i'm sorry because Mm -hmm. also obviously yeah um and then kaiguya and miyuki from love is war um for least chemistry i had jane and not michael michael Mm -hmm. um because no that didn't that didn't work um but also um you can cut this but Ray and Kylo Ren just know. For Last Jedi, just know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, listeners, this is usually a TV podcast, and you know that Noel and I would love to do a whole separate conversation on all of our issues with Skywalker. Skywalker uh, but that was yeah, a big Skywalker. one. That, yeah. that was like, why are they kissing? What is happening? No. Like, yeah. I, uh, God. Anyways, that's a conversation for another day but i am leaving that in because it might be a movie but i don't care it's it's noteworthy in this the year of 2019 uh that takes us to uh our oxygen awards so the moments yes. the funniest moments the moments that made you s- stop breathing you were laughing yeah. so hard i have four choices okay here um okay. so 
first of all, Snatch Game on Dragos UK was very good this year, and I felt like it right. deserved a shout out. Yeah. Did I stop laughing, stop breathing? No, but it was very good. Um, yeah. Everything, everything about co-op in Documentary Now was mm-hmm. so perfect. Ruined. Ruined, like just like the the mannerisms, like as as a as a performer and as as someone who's done musical theater and been around actors and directors, as a musician who's done plenty of not that specific kind of sessions, but enough things like that that I could. Oh, I felt like that was just tailor made for me to appreciate, and I was just laughing and giggling at just about every little tiny detail in it. Loved it. Uh, then I have the two more standard picks: Claire's haircut on Fleabag and Nadia taking the stairs. On Russian doll. Um, so I have a very late breaking addition mm-hmm. to this one of like I didn't have anything for a little while here. Um and then so Christmas Eve rolled around and I watched John Mullaney in the sack lunch bunch. And have you watched this yet? I've watched half of it and I stopped it because it wasn't funny. So does it okay. get funny in the so- second half? Everybody seems to love it. I really, really enjoyed it, but I need you to I need you to go to like right at the end. And okay. I need you to watch the Mr. Music segment. Oh, is this when what's his face shows up? It's the Jake Gyllenhaal segment. Yeah. Okay. And my jaw hurt, Kate. <laughs> and that's how that's how I decide who wins Ox- Oxygen Award for comedy is when does my jaw hurt? <laughs> and my jaw hurt a lot because he's just he's so deep in it, Kate. He's <laughs> just he can't come out of it. He's he's just Mr. Music for the rest of his life. And it's so good. And such a weird deconstruction of what they're already doing on that. Because um, I understand where you're coming from with that special. Because it's a very weird mode for it to be operating in. I appreciate its obsession with death. But um, yeah, the Mr. Music bit is just... It's really, really good. And I just... I couldn't get over it. So it it hurt my jaw. So that wins. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. For the most dramatic, the oxygen word for drama, meaning it took your breath away, I yeah. actually picked a comedy. And I did the end of the previous season of Superstore because that is a moment that yeah. made me just clutch like clutch my chest yeah. and not breathe because of the intensity of it more than pretty yeah. much anything else this season. Other than, of course, when Hot Priest glances into the camera but that's such a quick moment i didn't know if that counted yeah. so yeah no, so i gave it to superstore here okay well then counts. i also gave it to fleabag how yeah. about you um i did the radiation ticker in chernobyl when mm-hmm. they're like going under for the first time and you just hear the um the counter just ticking rapidly increasing and then they cut to black and you still keep hearing it and you're just like oh those guys are gonna die and but it's the way it's st- that the rest of that the way it's staged is also really well done in terms of the increasing darkness that happens but yeah my partner and i were both just completely on edge during that sequence um yeah. so that that was our choice that was my choice for that she would probably concur <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about most ridiculous moment? Because here I repeat myself, and again, yeah. I exhort all of you to gaze into the nipple. Because like it's just <laughs> the most ridiculous moment I could think of on TV this year. That was again from Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, so I've got the nipple. Uh huh. But then I have Mando getting beaten up by Jawas <laughs> <laughs> that was on funny. the Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> because no one should be beaten up by Jawas, and yet. This guy gets beaten up by Jawas pretty badly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just super ridiculous. And I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's great. Yeah. That's delightful. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Um, for our la 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 award, which is the no spoilers, please. There's two shows that I had to rush home from work and watch before I looked online at all so that I would yeah. not be spoiled. Both came late and there was, it was Watchmen and it was Crisis. Yeah. And yeah. considering that two of those aired <laughs> one episode of crisis that aired the same night as Watchmen. It was, that was a difficult night for me to make sure I was away from phones. Uh, but, but those really were the two um, over the course, as I reflected back on the whole year, it was it waited until December for, for me to get to ones where I was like, no, I really don't want to be spoiled. How, how about you? Um, I, I will never be spoiled about this, but I don't want anyone to spoil Chihiro Furu for me ever. So mm-hmm. don't do it. Just, Just don't. don't. Just don't. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I respect that. How about the headcanon award for things that totally didn't happen? I don't care what the show says. You're wrong, show, because uh, that terrible Hopper and Joyce banter that you guys think was cute and was actually really disturbing and troubling throughout Stranger Things Season 3, that just didn't happen. How about you? Yeah, so what didn't happen for me was Rent Live did not happen, and how that aired did not happen. (laughs) More on that in a moment. That was also in my schadenfreude category for a while there. Um, But yes, I hear you. I hear you on that. Uh, I bet this is nicely into our miscellaneous everything else categories. Uh, What was your, what what were your best surprises of this year? Emergence was like the biggest surprise for me in terms of like, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't, I did not expect to like this at all. It's really good. Yeah, that one's my best surprise. What was your best surprise? I have three of them, um, yeah. and Arrow being as good as it is is one of them. I've because I've, yeah. I've said several times I've really enjoyed the season of Arrow, and I did not expect to. Watchmen, similarly, despite being such a Lindelof fan, I was not planning on even necessarily watching it or you know following yeah. along, but certainly not prioritizing it. And then of course I loved it. And then the other one, which is kind of this is kind of a surprise, kind of a discovery, um, is unbelievable because for similar reasons, uh, I I just or for actually I should say. For very different reasons. I wasn't planning to even watch Unbelievable. I was like, do I really want to put myself through another story like this? And then I heard from some people I trust, yes, yes, you do, because it's really, really good. Um, so yeah. that those those were three very different shows that surprised me this year. What about disappointments? Cause I mean, the terror infamy, right? The terror infamy, yeah. Yeah. I'm sad about that. <laughs> moment of moment of silence. For the yeah. for for the death of our dreams for the terror infamy. Yeah. Um. What about? Did you have a discovery? I did have a discovery, and this was a late breaking one as well. Um. While I was doing some freelance work this week, um, I came downstairs, and my person was watching a show from the creator of the regular show, um, called Infinity Train. Mm-hmm. Um. That aired in August. Um. And it totally flown by me completely, and we watched all of it. It's a, a ten episode special. They're all like eleven minute episodes. Um, but it's really, really good. Um, it wouldn't have been enough to break into my top 20 in any way, shape, or form, but because I hadn't heard of it at all in any way, shape, or form, and then she just happened to find it and started watching it, and I came downstairs and just went, oh, that sounds neat. Hold off, let me finish work, and we'll start watching it. And I just really enjoyed this story about a girl who's running away from her parents' divorce, getting stuck in a train that never ends, and then having to come to grips with how to deal with her emotions and it's really good it's really well animated and it's getting a second season as kind of an anthology show 
and I'm really interested in seeing what it does for a second season. So yeah, but that was just a late breaking discovery that I really, really enjoyed. It was on Cartoon Network. Yeah, that sounds great. No, because I've yeah. heard, I remember hearing rumblings about this um, when it was first started, like going to be coming out, like maybe at Comic-Con yeah. or somewhere. Um, sure. But yeah, I definitely didn't. Like, you know, there's just so much TV. There's just yeah. too much. You can't possibly keep up Um, that I hadn't, you know, reflected back on it. So I'll have to set a DVD recording for that so that I can catch the second season. And you can catch up. On yeah. It. And you can do the whole season on demand through uh-huh. Cartoon Network. Um, and the other reason we, I, we, the other reason we definitely missed it is that they burned it all off across a week like they did with Over the Garden Wall, uh, but just yeah. with like less promotion type stuff. Um, probably, um, because our Cartoon Network shows weren't airing at that time. Mm. Um, so we just missed it. Um, so, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I would, I would seek it out on demand and give it a shot. Okay. Our next category is a personal favorite. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary people who are listening, for our Spotlight of Shame. And my pick is an easy one for me. And yeah. I've talked about it a bunch, and it's Game of Thrones. Sure. Shame to Game of Thrones and to the writers. Shame! <laughs> Indeed. Shame. Indeed. <laughs> you sh- like, imagine having that much time knowing what you're, you wanted your finale to be and not doing any of the legwork to set it up. It's just like, no. you could have done that same ending and earned it, and that it would have been really powerful. And instead, we got that. So that was my pick. Uh, did you have yeah. a spotlight of shame? I did. So I've got the ABC Murders, which was the Agatha Christie adaptation with John Malkovich. Um, first of all, John Malkovich, um, <laughs> as Poirot's just no. Um, but then the rest of it is just operating. It's putting Christie in a contemporary murder mystery, hyper violent serial killer mode, which doesn't work. And while there are gestures towards wanting to be an indictment about nationalism and paranoia and anti-immigrant stuff within this, which is a neat concept to work into a Christie story, given how Christie uses archetypes, uh, societal archetypes of her time, it still doesn't work here in any way, shape, or form. And it just adds another sort of weird layer of stuff that the show can't engage with. Um, when the only legitimately good thing is, uh, Rupert Grint <laughs> doing his damnedest as the befuddled and frustrated inspector, um, you have a problem because that character should not be the best thing in your show, mm-hmm. but it was, and the rest of your show was terrible and nonsense and it wasn't good and it was just bad. So that, that's my spotlight of shame. Okay. I think yeah. that's a worthy addition. For breakthrough performances, I have a few. First of all, all one of them is Caitlin Deeper from Unbelievable, yeah. but we already we already knew. We already knew that. We already knew about that. <laughs> but I did want to also shout out Jacob Tobia for Shira and Greta Lee from uh Doll, of course. Uh and, and especially just like how do you find that many ways to say sweet birthday baby? Because uh, that's that's impressive, Greta Lee. Well done. Uh yeah. then we have breakthrough series, and I can want a different way with this one, and I went with surviving our Kelly um because okay. i think that it it seems to me and i other people would know better than me but it seems to me that that series airing contributed in a meaningful way to the prosecution of r kelly and the fact that r kelly is currently uh under arrest and i think that's amazing and power of television and all of that so 
way to go surviving R. Kelly, even though I did occasionally have my issues with some of the approach that the, the, the docuseries took. But that's a one I wanted to mention, and I felt like that was the best place to put it. That That's a good place to put that. Um, I put evil because I'm boring, but yeah. <laughs> also because- And that hasn't even really broken through. No one's watching it. Well, but people are talking about it, though. More people yeah. are talking about it than we would have anticipated. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, certainly that's one that was a surprise for the two of us. We're like, are we watching? We are watching this show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Oh, it's the Kings. Of course, it's the Kings. That makes so much yeah. sense. Um, for the It's Not Me, It's You award uh, for a thing that we're breaking up with and it's not our fault. It's theirs for being bad. I have two picks. When I have sure. the detour, which I successfully yes. stopped watching this year. Same. This is I, mine. Yeah. I had to delete it off of my DVR so I wouldn't just fall into bad habits. But it's gone. I finally stopped watching it. Uh, and the other one I have is adaptations for just the sake of it, which is my slant, like, dig at His Dark Materials, which you will note was sorely missing from any of my categories because there wasn't, it wasn't as egregious as some of the other negatives this season or this year. And it wasn't anywhere near the top of my list for anything else. So, yeah, that's what I have. Did you have anything else? For this one? No, I just had the detour. Fair enough. Did you have an anchor award for the element person uh, casting, I don't know, of a show that's tearing, that's like sinking the show down? Because I actually struggled to think of one. Yeah, I, I've got a great one. Are you ready? Yeah. The writing staff on Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the writing staff? Is that the showrunner? It's hard to know because like yeah. really the buck stops with the showrunner. Yeah. But yeah, it's not been good. Yeah, so no, blame the showrunners, blame the writers, but I know this is a show that's good because it was really good at the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, it has been very good recently, So, yeah. and it's certainly not the cast's fault, so yeah. No, 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 absolutely not. They're doing everything they can. Well, and that takes us to our Life Fest Award, which I gave to Katie McGrath on Supergirl for doing her darndest to sell really bad material oh man she's like i am gonna carry this whole ship i I will swim us to shore if i have to and it's not working but she's trying uh bless her heart so that's that's what i have for the life fest award yeah so mcgrath's on mine as well for this um and i don't think that this series is poor Mm -hmm. but i do think that without it it would have just disappeared into the ether Mm -hmm. and baby yoda is (laughs) single-handedly oh yes (laughs) Keeping the interest in the Mandalorian at very high levels. Without Baby Yoda, Mm -hmm. that show is nothing. Yes, I absolutely agree. (laughs) I wholeheartedly concur. Yes, that was an excellent choice. Um, The next category is shows that we would like to see make the leap. And for this, I I approached it two different ways. Um, Narratively, creatively, I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that the big jump in star trek discovery is enough to like finally click everything into place for that show and Mm -hmm. as far as making the leap where other people start watching it it would be really great if next year guys y'all watched i'm so i'm sorry because it's really good that's 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 a great choice no one is watching it and it's really funny so you, you should watch it and that takes us to our last two categories of this should have worked uh and that should not have worked. So yeah. uh, let's start with it should have worked. And this is where I put Rent Live. How do you mess up Rent Live by not <laughs> by not just doing a stand and sing when one of your cast members is in a chair? Like, how do you... Yeah. Oh, gosh. 
You can do it. It's super easy. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. That was very, very strange to me. So that's my, it should have worked. And the other one I have here is a discovery of witches. So interesting. Cool. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So Matthew Good is a sexy vampire. And yeah, and, and that should have worked. That's sh- like whatever else you're doing with it, that should have worked. But I had to like remind myself, oh, yes, I watched all of that this year. That is a thing that I watched. And like they end the season by time traveling. And there's some fun stuff in there. Don't get me wrong. But like it is way more inessential than it has any right to be with that cast and specifically with Matthew Good as its lead. So, yeah, maybe it'll get better in season two. We'll see. There's some interesting casting, but that should have worked a lot better than it did. Yeah. And mine's a basic, mine's a basic pitch pick of the terror infamy really, 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 really should have worked on just any number of levels. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. Yeah. And I still have like two episodes, I think maybe three left, and I'm just never going to get to them. I've mm. resigned myself to that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And then for it shouldn't have worked. I have yeah. two. Uh, props yeah. to Charmed rebooting its show again. <laughs> good choice. And it was like, do, you know, like it's not essential viewing, but I think they're doing a pretty good job with all with all that, you know, considering. And then I'll shout out to Dickinson, which I still have not watched more of, but was I was utterly charmed by what I have seen, and I love it. And no, it shouldn't necessarily work, but I think it really does. So, yeah, yeah. of course that's very wheelhouse me, but but you know. We're not surprised by that. Uh, what were your picks for It Shouldn't Have Worked? Right. Well, Emergence definitely shouldn't have worked. Yeah, that's um, true. Yes. It just, it shouldn't have worked. Um, but it does. And it continues to. And that's just really, really impressive. And as you alluded to earlier, Watchmen also should not have worked. Um, mm-hmm. And arguably, the last act doesn't work. Um, but, well, it does. But it doesn't work with the rest of the show. It's a whole other issue. <laughs> um, but... Also, Sarah's on my, which I've been mentioning a couple of times here, also definitely should not have worked of, all right, we've got middle school boys who are all kind of in love with each other, but they're also going to turn into Kappa and then fight zombies that <laughs> um, by stealing their soul essence, which in Kappa mythology is located in the anus. So none of this should have worked. <laughs> um, except it does, and it's real good. And there, there's a lot of otter jokes and it just none of this should work. But it does, so you should watch it on Crunchyroll right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious, and I look forward to hearing from <laughs> listeners, hopefully some of whom have watched the show, and others who have their picks for all of these categories. But yeah, that's a, that's a lot of TV we watched this year. Yeah. Listeners, we both um, listed out how many shows that we had seen over the course of the year, roughly, and we both had like over 120 um yeah yeah. so it's a lot of tv to talk about but i feel like we we did a decent job i feel like i'm trying to think if there are any shows that i wanted to oh you know what i didn't find a spot for the the pool party and shrill season yeah i wanted to find a spot for that and i didn't find a spot for that same i did not i did not find a place for that one either was there there any microdose oh no i guess there wasn't microdosing on good fight was there any good fight moments you were hoping to, to squeak on there well you know we didn't talk about like most acting in a role, but Michael Sheen was on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We got rid of that category. Yeah, most acting should have definitely been Michael Sheen. Yeah, I mean, I had Jeremy Irons and Michael Sheen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are good. Um, Any other categories I missed? 
No, no, no. Those were like the only ones that mm-hmm. I had on there. It was just like Michael Sheen's just acting a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Any of well, it's good, but it's not. It's not right for this show. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so but yeah, I I found a way. I found like one good fight thing, which was Michael Sheen. Um, but now I'm realizing, Kate, that. The Good Fight did a bunch of monologues, and they were all good, and I didn't even think about listing those as monologues. So. Well, you know who else did monologues? Wyatt Snack yeah. on Wyatt Snack's Problem Areas, and we also didn't That's mention true. that show. Yeah. Gone But Not yeah. Forgotten. We're bad. We're bad people. Well, look at that. Well, gonna... There's just two, and well, also best dance sequences, and I didn't mention So You Think You Can Dance, which had a season I enjoyed so much I watched the finale like three times. So, well, you, you know. Go. There's a lot. There's It's a lot of TV, everyone. It's so much TV. So those have been our picks for the best of superlatives of 2019's television. Um, please reach out with your picks. But for now, we're going to wrap this up with some show notes. You can find a post for this episode over at theteleverse.org, where you can leave us a comment and let us know what you thought of the week's TV. You can like our page on Facebook and start up a conversation there. You can find us on Apple Podcasts with them for a chaptered feed and an MP3 unchaptered feed. And we're also uh, up in Stitcher. We'd appreciate ratings and reviews either place. You can email us, theteleverse at gmail.com. And we are both up on Twitter. I am at theteleverse. And Noel, you are? at Noel RK. Thanks so much for a great week and a great year, Kate. Thank you, Noel. And ditto. It's been a lovely year. Um, and I'm not ready for it to be 2020 yet. So I'm just going to bury myself in editing because like that's that's a lot. So I guess we will next he- meet you all, listeners, in the year 2020. Um, until then, have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Televerse. Mm-hmm.